0: the Starting With One podcast with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Our goal is to provide our audience with interesting, relevant information on Canadian healthcare, financial and estate planning issues, and running a business. With each episode, Robin and Al will be exploring topics that matter to you. Starting With One is built off of our experience that we enhance the lives of many, starting with one. Every great story that we get to share all started with one phone call, one conversation, or one meeting. These are the stories that make us very proud to do what we do, and it all starts with one.
1: Welcome to the very first episode of the Starting With One podcast. You may have already heard our employee benefits-focused show, The Benefits Corner, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Recently, however, my business partner, Al McDonald, approached me to say that he'd like to collaborate on a show. And since Al works more on the financial and estate planning side of our business, I decided it was time to create a new project we could work on together. You know, a few friends have already asked me where the name, starting with one, came from. And like a lot of us, I've struggled for years with my elevator pitch. Somehow I'm an employee benefits broker or I set employee benefit plans. Certainly didn't resonate with me, not to mention whoever I was speaking with. It didn't really capture the passion that I think I put into this business. So I was sitting on a plane recently, uh, end of this summer, and got to talking with a fellow passenger, and I knew the question was coming. So what do you do for work? And instead of the usual panic that flooded my veins, I responded, we enhanced the lives of many, starting with one. The look on the passenger's face immediately told me I just embarked on a, a really interesting conversation. You know, over the years with both Life & Legacy Advisory Group and Aria Benefits, we've been the benefactors of countless stories that all started with one phone call, one conversation, or one meeting. From a cold call that built a relationship of over 30 years, to seeing someone diagnosed with a terminal cancer survive another 9 years, and being able to see his daughter get married, to losing another good friend and client having the peace of mind that his surviving spouse would still maintain their coverage. These are the stories that make both Al and I really proud to do what we do, and they all started with one. Al and I hope you'll enjoy each episode as much as we do while recording it, and it all starts with episode one. So welcome to the very first episode of the Starting With One podcast. And I'm really excited because the prior show that I had done, I had done all by myself and uh, recorded 30 episodes, which was a lot of fun. But most recently, my business partner, Al McDonald, is here with me today, and he has decided to collaborate on this show. So welcome to your very first podcast, Al.
0: Well, thank you, Robin. I'm, uh, I'm excited, too. This has been something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Never got around to it, but with your expertise and uh, the fact that you've been through it before, uh, makes it a lot easier for me, so I'm happy to be here
1: yeah, and I think uh, I think it's something that you know we have experience on on the first show, and it was interesting when we started that we had no idea where it was going to go, and the feedback that we got was really useful in in terms of where we were going with each episode. but I think now using all that information to create a direction for the new show, I think I have a much better sense, and we've chatted about it offline, of what we can deliver in terms of topics, what's going to be relatable to HR leaders, business owners, executives, and really tailor it to them and make sure it's going to make sense and it's going to be worth your time because all of us are, are fighting for time throughout the day and one of the things we've committed to is maybe shortening these down a little bit uh, the first one might go a little bit longer but we do promise these are going to be certainly snackable so that when you're running from one appointment to another you can grab a quick piece of information that might be useful in your day yeah sounds good all right well so why don't we uh, why don't we start
0: yeah and i'm gonna start off with a question for you again you had explained uh, and you had a number of uh, podcasts previously that you had uh, done under the benefits corner so as you mentioned before we've pivoted we've renamed this starting with one so maybe just provide the audience with a little bit of the background on why we decided to do that pivot and move forward with our new co-branded podcast
1: yeah so we did as most or a lot of listeners would know we did a, approximately 30 episodes uh with the benefits corner and and the response was great and to be honest, what made my life so much easier when I started doing the podcast was having great guests come on and and using their areas of expertise. And and a couple of examples of that was Dr. Angus Franklin speaking about the value of pharmacogenetic testing or uh, employment lawyer, Rich Abia, talking about issues of concern to to business owners. So these are topics that are very relevant to clients, uh, most of whom are, are running a business, obviously. But I have to admit, the benefits corner, when we started it, so we started this back in April of 2018, my main concern at that time was was speed to market, because there wasn't a lot of employee benefits-focused podcasts at the time, so just getting one up and running, in my mind, was key, and... At the time, I have to admit, I really had no idea what I was doing. I knew it was something that I wanted to do, and I watched a lot of YouTube videos to figure it out, and I actually laugh about it now. It was a lot of time and frustration to to get it going. But when I think back, I've been a fan of podcasts for such a long time, and even in the format today where a podcast is... I used to listen to things like Tony Robbins tapes. So I've always been a fan of trying to learn in what I call my net time. So net stands for no extra time. And of course, when I'm driving from an appointment, I have a couple of choices. I can listen to music, which is very enjoyable, or I can try to learn something along the way. So I've been a fan uh, of this type of platform for a very long time. You know it's funny, when I listen to the early episodes that we did, I, I cringe a bit because I can really hear that I didn't know what I was doing, but the listeners have told me they were good right from the start, Something so that's kind of like me
0: today a little
1: bit.: Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think I think you're going to do well and, and hopefully benefit from the experience that we've had before. Hopefully. So you asked me what, what a, why the pivot? And I think that's a really good question, because the benefits corner has been very successful. And although we're not stopping that entirely we're we are embarking on the new show, and, and I think we're taking a, a direction that I think that will make the show even better. I think where it became really clear for me was earlier this year when the three partners, myself, you and and, and Joe, sat down to create our vivid vision for the company. And just for anyone that doesn't know, we started Life and Legacy Advisory Group back in 2005 and then launched Aria Benefits last April. And the reason for this is that we realized we had built a substantial uh, employee benefits block without really telling anyone we did employee benefits work and we're really good at it. So Aria Benefits represents our deeper commitment to the employee benefits market. So the only problem that I saw or issue that I saw with the Benefits Corner that I was doing the same thing we had done with Life and Legacy over the years, only in reverse. The Benefits Corner only represented a small piece of our practice and missed out on all the awesome stuff we do through Life & Legacy with you and Joe. And thankfully, around that time, you had approached me to collaborate on a show. So when I began thinking about a new project and delivering something of value to our end listener, I thought, why are we segmenting what we do? I mean, the real value of what we bring to our clients is how our model is set up. So perhaps this is a good spot to explain what it is each of us does. So for me, I run ARIA Benefits, and I guess the boring part about my job is to say, you know, I do all the typical things a benefits broker would do, like building plan designs, doing marketing, negotiating renewals, etc. But to me, it's so much more than that. I think the best way to get a feel for what we do is talk about the stories we've referenced in our example. So prime example of that or one of those stories is I was driving up to an association conference last week with a long term client and colleague. And I asked her, "What's what's the value of of what we do?" And she actually referenced a time where a client had been diagnosed with a terminal cancer, and she really needed my help with transitioning the benefits plan to the the owner. And you know, I I remember getting that call, and I was actually down south on vacation with my wife, and I saw the name come up, and I and I told my wife, "I need to I need to take this call." And and luckily, she knows. know how important these calls are and how seriously I take these things and and when I get a call especially when I'm on vacation uh, from a client because I know it's really important and I remember going down to the lobby and out onto the street you know with my earbuds in and having a conversation uh, with her for a good couple of hours because it was a trying time for for her my client as well as the you know the family that was going through this Mm -hmm, so that's really um, I think where I get value and hopefully my clients get value because after, after telling the story, the person I was driving with said, you know, I know I can call you at any time with an emergency and you'll drop everything for me and, and, and try to fix it. And, and that's what makes me proud to do uh, what I do. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of other technical things, obviously, that we do as a, as a benefits broker. Yeah. But we can always talk about that later. So technical things aren't the things that matter. They're not the things that not the clients and Exactly right. You know, it's, it's so
0: much more than that. So why don't we talk about what you do? I will get to that. I'm gonna now that you've said that. I'm gonna ask you one more question before I answer that question, and that is: if you were asked what the single best thing is that you could do for your clients, what how would you answer it? So
1: you know that's that's a really good question, and um, I have had that conversation with a lot of people, and and I think the answer people expect is a very technical answer about you know you can you can do this. I think at the end of the day, all anyone wants, and we're talking about benefits or we're talking about life in general. They just want to feel secure. They want to know someone cares, someone is looking out for their best interests. So I can talk about all the technical jargon and all the tools that we use within the business. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I tell a plan administrator, an HR leader or a business owner, my role is really there to protect you, make sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. And in the benefits world, it might not seem like it, but it is a rather complex product. So, having someone look after you, helping you avoid the pitfalls that are out there, I think that's really where we bring value.
0: Right. Perfect. So, let me answer your question about uh, what it is that Life and Legacy does. And, you know, you said before you could answer with the boring technical jargon stuff. And, and I could say the same thing on our side. I can say, you know, we're a financial planning firm. We create financial plans for our clients to help them map out their financial future. Is something to that effect? But again, that's boring. It really doesn't express the impact of what we do or how it enriches people's lives. So, again, I'm going to give you some examples going back, tying it back to the name of the podcast, starting with one. And, and you even mentioned this example, and, and it wasn't even something that, that you or I took care of. It was actually uh, our business partner, Joe. He had worked with a client over a number of years, but uh, ultimately the client um, was diagnosed with stage 4 lymphoma, uh, only given a few months to live. But Joe had, again, starting with one conversation or starting with one meeting, he had luckily put in some uh, critical illness insurance in place on the client. Uh, that insurance paid out, gave him a, a substantial benefit. Then he was able to take that, get some treatment that normally he would not have had access to. And he ended up surviving for another eight and a half, almost nine years He was able to see his kids grow up. He was able to see his daughter get married. And I know many times Joe talked about, you know, going back to see that client and how thankful he was that, you know, Joe had had that conversation. Joe had had that meeting. Joe had put that product in place. And it really gave him, uh, you know, obviously a number of extra years with his family. They were able to travel. They were able to do some of the things that they they wanted to do. Uh, Ultimately, unfortunately, he did pass away but eight and a half extra years, see his family grow up that, you know, that was a story I think that would resonate with anyone. It certainly resonated with me and with you and, and with Joe. So that's a great example of something that, you know, you hope it never happens. That's kind of the irony of this business. Some of the products that we put in place, you honestly hope, I hope they, you know, I hope the client never has to use them, but in reality, sometimes they do. So there's other examples, other happier situations and because of the amount of time we've been in business, uh, I've been doing this for over 20 years. Joe, uh, I think you're about the same time, uh, 20 years, and Joe is even, even longer. So we've started to see some of, of our plans, some of the work that we've done with our clients, you'll start to come to fruition. So whether it be a retirement plan that we you know, sat down, and, and I, I think I've talked with you uh, about one client that I have and she was one of the very first clients I met. Uh, it was over 20 years ago. And we started out with, you know, just very, very simple investments. And uh, over the years, she's been a true saver. She's, you know, been disciplined. Uh, she's starting to approach retirement. And, you know, of all the things that we've done from back then, she can see that she's on track. And now she sees the, you know, the, uh, the destination, if you will, starting to be in sight. A number of situations where people have invested for their kids for the purpose of university education. And now they've got that savings built up, started to use it. So you start to see some of these things come to fruition. And the satisfaction that the client has very recently, again, a a couple of meetings we've had with with clients that have got retirement plans in place. And they've come in and they said, you know, um, I'm probably a few years away from retiring. I really need to sit down and just understand, am I on track? Like, Am I going to be able to retire in the three years? And when they leave, their comment is, wow, I can't tell you how much better I feel now. When I came in here, I wasn't sure, a lot of uncertainty. And now, based on what you guys have done over the years and what we've covered today, I feel a lot better. And that's that's pretty impactful. That's why we do what we do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you were speaking, I was just thinking, you know, as you know, my dad was in the business for 35 years. And we still have a lot of those clients on our on our books. And it's interesting, you know, you, you hear someone say, well, thank goodness you had that conversation with me. And, and, and Joe, you know, when he when he shares that story again, it's 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 very emotional, but it's also very impactful because you do have people that are looking for advice. And, and sometimes you have to persuade them about making a certain decision. But I have had countless people come back and say oh I remember there was a guy who popped into the office the other day on a pension dad set up 30 years ago and he said oh I remember Bob Bailey in there you know twisting our arms and making us you know put this thing in place and years later and thanks to him I have all these savings put away so to me it's very gratifying especially as a second generation advisor to hear number one your dad did all these great things and I guess pushed in quotations people to make some of those right decisions and they were thankful for it years later. And then for us, the three of us to be following in those footsteps and now having our own clients and see some of that as well. And and you touched on a couple of things there, but one of your clients, what a success story. And I think would actually make a great podcast to say, you know, you started at a certain point and you, and you didn't go crazy, but you were, you know, you're diligent, you followed a plan yep. and then look, discipline. yeah, discipline and then look where you end up. So I agree with you. Very gratifying to do what we do, obviously. Yeah. Okay. So Al, I've got a question for you because I get this question, especially from our centers of influence, but I got it from clients as well that, because I think if, when you do good work, they want to help you and, and they want to refer you to other people. Yeah. What would be your ideal client? And maybe you can even talk about it because I know we have the same ideal client. So maybe you can just share
0: who it is that we can really help do the best work for. Perfect. So we find we can have the most impact with uh, incorporated business owner families. And and before I get into why, that's not to say that we can't or won't work with families and individuals who aren't business owners. We have a number of clients who aren't business owners. But uh, the challenge for us is... I'll use the word toolbox. The, the toolbox is a little bit limited in being able to help people who are not incorporated business owners. And, and that is simply a function of you know the things that Revenue Canada allows, the, the financial products that are out there. Ultimately, you kind of run out of things to do. It's, it's almost a little bit more of the same for people who are not incorporated. When we deal with incorporated business owners, suddenly the number of vehicles that are available to help those individuals There's a lot more of them. There's a lot more opportunity. There's a lot more obstacles and a lot more challenges in dealing with some of their issues, but there's also a lot more tools available. So that's where I think that we can really come to the table with a lot of solutions and a lot of help. And I'll give you our our own example. We've got three equal shareholders, you, myself, and Joe. And we face a number of the same challenges that, you know, for example, one of us weren't here tomorrow how do we make sure that the business continues to operate successfully how do we make sure that that shareholder's family is compensated for their share of the business well, those are things that every business owner that's in business with a partner or some other shareholders is going to encounter and some of the things that we can, we can help with. As well, as the business grows, there's inevitably some bugs in the roads. We need to consider what to have in place for employees, what, what to have in place for those people to be able to take some money out of the business, use it for their retirement down the road. Because typically speaking, a business owner, you know, they don't have a pension provided by the company. They don't have some of the things that maybe their high-paid employees have, but they don't have a certain place for themselves. So again, those are things that we can address for the incorporated business owner and their family. So it's not that we can't or won't work with the individuals, but that's where I think we can really come to the table and do our best work.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny when you and I do a lot of joint appointments, and especially in the early years, our first year or two out of Life and Legacy Advisor Group, and and I would introduce you to a business owner and you'd come in and, and tell all the great things that you could do. And exactly what you said, use the business to benefit the the owner and hopefully on a tax preferred basis yes. down the road. Yeah. And I remember thinking in the early years, wow, that sounds really good. And Hey, I'm a business owner. I'm a partner with Al and Joe, and I'd like some of those things. So for the record, just to any listeners, Al is my financial and estate planner, and I've I've been through, you talked about it a few minutes ago, feeling good after that meeting and having that peace of mind. It really is true. Once you know you're not going through life and, and just trying to wing it, you actually have a plan. You actually have someone you can bounce some ideas off of that you're going to see on a regular basis and say, this is where I want to get to and have that plan as well as the vehicle as well as the person that's going to help guide you there. Okay, so I'm going to ask you one final question just to just to wrap this up, Al. You asked me earlier what's the one thing that you could do or be most valuable if a prospective
0: client came to you and said I need help. What's, what's the one thing that you can do? So, great question. And this may sound bad. I'll explain what I mean in a little bit more detail but I think my answer would be to protect them from themselves. What I mean by that is to really help them avoid making poor financial decisions. So I'm going to actually follow this podcast up with another one, which is all about the value of advice. There's been a lot of talk in the marketplace about that. But I'll just, I'll get into it a little bit now. And certainly right now and for a while, there's been a lot of focus on the fees that are paid by investors. And I'll ask a quick question back to you. What do you think might be one of the biggest costs that you might incur when you're investing life? I know I've I've kind of caught you off guard here. What do you, what, what, how would you answer that, maybe? Buying a house? Some people will say a mortgage. I think, yeah, a mortgage would be certainly one of the might big... say taxes. They're both big costs. Sure. I might say a mistake. Mm-hmm. So you make a mistake uh, on how you invest money, and all of a sudden, the, the, the cost of the fees is insignificant to the fact that you you just made a mistake and you probably didn't even know it because as the saying goes, you don't know what you don't know, right? So you're trying to do things yourself, whether it's because you're trying to save some costs on fees, maybe you haven't found someone that you can trust or, or that you enjoy working with or whatever the case may be, you might be making some costly mistakes without even knowing it. So if you don't find that out until it's too late, you can't really go back and, and unfix those or undo them. So that's what I do. I mean, I've been through this before. I've got 24 years, something like that, in business. I've seen some of the pitfalls. I know what obstacles people are going to run into, and I know how to try and avoid them. So most importantly, I think I can help those clients avoid making bad decisions about their financial plans. So in a nutshell, to me, that's the best thing I can do. I'm going to leave on that note. Again, I would invite everyone to listen to an upcoming podcast on the value of advice. I'll get into that a little bit more, but that's my answer. I think we just discovered our next podcast because I think that's a really important topic. So,
1: all right, folks, that does it for today. Hope you really enjoyed the show. If there's someone else out there that you think would enjoy it as much as you do and find the information interesting, please pass it on and we'll see you next time. Take care.